Well, I was glad when they said to me, let's go to the house of the Lord. Amen. Amen. Good to be back in the house of the Lord with the Christ Journey family. Good to be with each and every single one of you. We love you. We're so thankful for you. And to Pastor Bill, you'll be joining us back here next week when you get back from your sabbatical. We love you. We can't wait to see you. And our assignment is to think of a good question so that we can stump him when he gets back. That's what we need to do. But today we continue with our series today at the Movies 2023. And the aim of this series is to examine how the current stories of our culture intersect with God's unfolding story in the world. Hidden in every story is the imprint of the author of all stories. For all truth is God's truth, yet not all truth is saving truth, but all truth belongs to God. A great story reveals those hidden truths and reveal the longing of our hearts. And sometimes these stories find us in the most unlikely places. Today's film found me like that, if I'm totally honest with you. When Super Mario Brothers came out in theaters, my wife and I took our four kids to see it. We all expected to see a fun, dorky film on a hot, rainy day in Miami. We all needed to cool down. But a couple hours later, I left feeling totally moved by this film. So if you walked in today and you, you saw Super Mario Brothers, you saw this poster and you thought, oh, a cartoon family film, then I just want to say to you, don't underestimate the power of this story. Don't underestimate. Don't tune out because it's a family film. As a young boy, hardly a day passed without my brother and me sliding the purple power button on our Super Nintendo to play Mario Brothers and Super Mario Kart. Anybody with me? Oh, yeah. All the, all the millennials, boomers in the room. Oh, totally. It's a simple game with a simple storyline. So personally, I didn't expect a whole lot from this film when I went and saw it in the theater. A couple hours later, however, my heart felt so moved by the power of the story. I've, I've since watched this movie a couple more times, and each time I watch it, I've been brought deeper into the movie's themes of brotherhood, the relationship between fathers and sons, sacrifice, unity, and good conquering evil. This movie is so much more than just a fresh take on an old game. I was surprised by its depth as well as the filmmaker's commitment to stay true to the original Nintendo characters. To date, Super Mario Brothers has grossed nearly $1.5 billion worldwide and has earned a place among the top 20 highest earning films of all time. The story has moved millions and brought a taste of nostalgia back to people like me who grew up with Mario and Luigi. If you haven't seen this film yet, then may I introduce you to a couple of brothers from Brooklyn. Take a look. In the Super Mario Bros. movie, Mario gets ready to square off against all-powerful Bowser to save Luigi and stop Bowser's plan to conquer the world. Grouping up with Princess Peach, Donkey Kong, and Toad, Mario goes on an adventure to find Bowser and stop him from using the star to destroy the Mushroom Kingdom. Oh, doesn't that movie just give you all the feels? Man, it just takes me back to playing the game. I love it. The movie begins where the stories all always began with Bowser seeking to rule the world with Princess Peach right by his side. The movie's opening scene shows Bowser's lava kingdom 
invading the penguin snow kingdom to finally capture once and for all the coveted superstar. In the game, the star gives the player invincibility powers. If you have the star, then you can run faster, jump higher, and overcome any enemy. It only lasts for a moment, but while you have it, you can do anything. Now with the star in Bowser's possession, nothing can stop him from conquering the Mushroom Kingdom. The superstar assures his victory. Meanwhile, back in our world, Mario and Luigi launch their own plumbing business, and on their first assignment, everything goes wrong. Their reputation becomes tarnished right from the get-go, and to add insult to injury, Mario and Luigi's family don't support their new venture. Which, by the way, isn't that cool that they put the student camp logo in Mario this year? Look at that. Isn't that so cool? So cool, isn't it? I was expecting a little bit more, but at least for you all, you are in tune. But all that to say is that the superstar assures Bowser's victory. As Mario and Luigi, as they work out their own business venture and don't receive the support from their own family, perhaps this conversation around the dinner table feels familiar to you. Take a look. In this scene, Mario and Luigi come home after launching their commercial and sit down to have dinner with their family. They all tease Mario and Luigi for the commercial and for leaving their steady jobs to start their own plumbing company. When Mario asks his dad what he thinks, his dad disapproves and says that the worst part about it is that he is bringing down his brother with him. Maybe that conversation around the table feels familiar to you. All right, so the family didn't buy into it. All right, but dad, what do you think? Come on, dad. I mean, you believe in us, right? Perhaps Mario expected to hear his dad say, I believe in you, son. Go out and get him. Or maybe he didn't expect to hear a full affirmation from his dad, but at the very least, he hoped to hear his dad say, hey, I'm proud of you for taking the risk. Mario, keep after it. Instead, in front of the whole table, Mario's dad not only calls his new business venture a crazy dream, but then he gives the ultimate blow when he says, and the worst part, you're bringing your brother down with you. After Mario leaves the dinner table, he goes into his bedroom and does what so many of us have done throughout our lives. <laughs> Sits on his bed and plays Nintendo. Been there, done that. But while he's playing, Mario's... Luigi walks in and Mario says, I'm just sick and tired of feeling so small. Not just small in size, but small in stature. Being made to feel small in this life. Some of us have come to believe similar storylines in our own lives, such as you don't have what it takes. You're not going to amount to anything. Stories define us including those stories in our own lives that speak false lies in our lives. Perhaps you heard words like these from a trusted adult in your life, or worse yet, maybe from a parent. Even if someone said these literal words to you, these storylines couldn't be further from the truth of how your heavenly Father sees you. For we are all God's masterpiece. He has created us anew, in Christ Jesus, so that we can do the good things that he planned for us long ago to do. 
even before God made the foundations of this world, God had you in his heart. God had a story for you. God had good works for you to do. Perhaps some of us today need a fresh word spoken over our lives today. Perhaps others of us need to evaluate our speech and seek forgiveness for speaking words that destroy dreams or closed imaginations. Take caution in the power of your words. One proverb says, the tongue can bring death or life. Those who love to talk will reap the consequences. I believe this means those who speak life will reap the consequences of life, but those that speak death will reap the consequences of destruction. On the one hand, I don't entirely fault Mario's dad for saying what he did. I believe he loves his sons and wants to see them succeed. The movie's storyline affirms this. Mario's dad offers him the best advice that he knew how to give in the moment. He doesn't want to see Mario and Luigi fail. On the other hand, though, the scene raises the question for us all about how we might say what we want to say in such a way that adds to life and grows our relationship with others. Before we speak, we need to pause and we need to ask ourselves the question, is what I'm about to say going to add and multiply to someone's life? Or are my words about to subtract and divide from my relationship with this individual? The dad's words in this scene around the table subtracted from his relationship with Mario and Luigi. We need to use discernment and self-awareness to know how our opinions influence others for good and for ill. No matter how right we might think we might be about our perspective, God's word calls us to speak with words always that add and multiply to life, that add and multiply to our relationships with one another. James, the half-brother of Jesus, once wrote, understand this, my dear brothers and sisters, you must all be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to get angry. Human anger does not produce the righteousness that God desires. As an Irishman, this verse influenced me, still continues to influence me, which begs the question for us all, what does produce righteousness? If not anger, then what does lead to a, light, a righteous life? Speaking words of peace leads to a righteous life. Speaking words of encouragement. Speaking words of caution when necessary, but covered in love leads to righteousness. Truth and grace leads to righteousness. All these things testify to a life made right by Jesus. I remember a time in college, it was my junior year of college, I was invited to shared the opening prayer at our massive honors convocation. It was a great honor, but at the age of 19, I didn't feel the weight of it, nor did I take it seriously. Instead, I walked up to the podium chomping gum. I didn't have anything prepared, and I looked like a fool, quite frankly. Afterwards, my professor and mentor came up to me, and he said, hey, could we do lunch tomorrow? And I said, of course, you want to congratulate me on such a job well done? You know, let's, yeah, of course, I'll make that time in my calendar. Thank you. And uh, he sits me down. And he starts talking to me, he brings me into the relationship, and then he begins to critique me in such a way that not only, not only touched on what happened the day before, but totally brought down my pride. 
And right there in that booth, I'll never forget it. In fact, he and I recently, we still keep in contact. We were talking about this situation. He totally undid me right there, just the two of us. But I heard every word he said because I knew his love for me. And I knew he wanted, to, wanted me to succeed. I knew that he saw something in me, saw more in me than what I could see in myself. He spoke words of truth and grace. And it changed me. It changed me. Speaking life requires intentional forethought and emotional management. If you want to say what you feel like you want to say in the moment, but you feel all tangled up inside, then it might be good to pause, first start managing whatever might be happening inside of you, and then speak. How can we speak peace to someone else if our own hearts feel distressed? How can I speak peace? <laughs> I can't. I, it is impossible for me to speak any words of peace or kindness when I'm all tangled up in my own heart. Speaking life starts right here. It starts in your own heart. Jesus said, for whatever is in your heart determines what you say. Matthew 1, 2, 3, 4. This is an easy verse to memorize, and I want to encourage you to do it. I want to encourage you to memorize Matthew 1, 2, 3, 4. Jesus' words caution us all to slow down, reflect on what is happening right here first, right in here. Listen so as to understand, ask several follow-up questions, and then speak from the outflow of a heart full of love, full of life, full of redemption. Even if you offer a divergent opinion. Because as Christ followers, when we speak words of life out of a heart full of life, we are then able to disagree without dishonoring. Amen? Following Mario's vulnerable confession about feeling small, he and Luigi see a news report about a flood in Brooklyn. Mario then exclaims, this is our chance, Luigi. Destiny is calling. As they scour the underground pipes, they see an interesting bright green pipe that doesn't look like the rest. As Luigi peers into it, he gets sucked into the pipe with that familiar sound, dun, dun, dun. Mario quickly follows to save his brother, and as they get teleported into this alternate universe, Luigi lands in Bowser's kingdom, and Mario arrives in the Mushroom Kingdom. Neither Mario nor Luigi know anything about this universe. Mario simply wants to find his brother <laughs> and get back home. Mario doesn't fancy himself a hero. In fact, throughout the film, I was so impressed by how ordinary Mario appears throughout this, this story. Nevertheless, if Mario did have a superpower, it would certainly be his extraordinary resilience. One of the refrains about Mario that we hear throughout this film is you don't know when to quit. You don't know when to quit, Mario. Every time Mario gets knocked down, he gets back up. He perseveres through every painful obstacle, every painful punch. And just when the journey seems all but lost, he manages to find a way to keep taking ground on his mission to save Luigi. I love that about Mario. I love that about this, about this character. It, it, it draws all of us in. 
Mario is so much more than a cartoon character. In Mario, we all find ourselves longing for greater resilience, longing for more grit, and longing for the kind of love that he has for his brother. Soon after Mario arrives in the Mushroom Kingdom, he meets a small human-like fellow named Toad. (laughs) Toad's unwavering optimism and larger-than-life courage becomes a source of strength for Mario. Toad arranges for Mario to meet the princess, and she agrees to help Mario find his brother so long as he helps her defeat Bowser and save the kingdom. But before they begin their journey together, Princess Peach needed to prep Mario for the battle. Take a look. In this scene, Princess Peach tests Mario on her obstacle course to see if he has what it takes to go on mission to defeat Bowser. She demonstrates the course for him and then prepares him for his turn by providing him with a mushroom power-up that makes him bigger and stronger. Who, who would have thought that Mario didn't like mushrooms? You know, if you, play, you know, when I first saw this scene, I immediately thought to myself, what a beautiful illustration of discipleship. Princess Peach models for Mario how to navigate the course, mentors him until he succeeds, and then together they multiply their strength to save the kingdom. Here, Princess Peach illustrates the model, mentor, and multiply pathway of discipleship. In my teenage and young adult years, and perhaps you once thought this too, I thought this way, I once viewed discipleship more or less like a straight path up and to the right. I believe that so long as I prayed, so long as I read my Bible, so long as I attended church, that life would go well for me, for the most part. Yet discipleship now for me tends to look a lot more like Princess Peach's obstacle course and feels a lot more like what happens to Mario when he goes through it. In the next scene, with every turn he takes, he gets punched and beaten and nearly defeated. And after a while, he sits down and questions whether or not he has what it takes to finish the course, let alone actually go on this journey with Princess to rescue his brother and save the kingdom. Some days feel like that, don't they? They just feel like you're just getting punched and knocked down and kicked. But unlike what Mario's father said to him around the family table, Princess Peach speaks words of life to Mario and encourages him to continue the journey with her even though he didn't finish the course. He doesn't. He can't finish it. But she brings him along anyway. The good news about following Jesus is that we don't have to know everything or get everything right to begin our relationship with Jesus or even to continue our relationship with Jesus when we fall. Rather, Jesus invites him to follow him, period. He invites us to follow him. That's it. Jesus said, my sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. Sometimes I don't know where I'm headed with Jesus, but I know that I'm safe with him wherever he leads. He knows us. He gets us. He knows what you need and he knows how to lead you. How can we know our Savior's voice? We can know our Savior's voice through the discernment of his spirit alive in us in prayer. We can know our Savior's voice through the truth of his word in scripture. 
We can also know this, our Savior's voice through the wisdom of other Jesus followers in conversation and in accountability. Are you listening for Jesus' voice? Are you following his lead? In the scene we just saw, Princess Peach introduces Mario to the power-ups. These boxes contain special items that provide unique abilities, such as growth and the ability to fly and throw fireballs. These power-ups give the characters everything they need to succeed. God's Spirit gives us every power-up we need to overcome sin and hardship in this life. He's ready to power you up with love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control, the fruits of the Spirit in Ephesians 5. He's ready to power up with courage, with confidence, and with strength of character. He's given you the power-up of his armor in Ephesians chapter 6. He's given us a power-up, quite frankly, that we way too often underestimate and take for granted. And that power-up is us. It's you and it's me. It's the church. It's the church. God gave us the church, every believer in his body, as a power-up for, for each other's lives in relationship, in love, in forgiveness, united together by the power of God's spirit to live as his very hands and feet alive in this world. Sometimes I, I've heard some leaders say that the church is the hope for the world. What I would prefer to say is Jesus is our only hope. Jesus is our only hope. And the church is his instrument to bring people into his hope. You, we are his instrument to bring people into his saving grace. We've been given a great adventure to live and spirit-filled power-ups to fuel our journey together, not apart from one another. As Mario, Princess, and Toad made their way, they also picked up another character along the way. They picked up Donkey Kong to help them rescue Luigi and save the Mushroom Kingdom. The four of them didn't always get along. In fact, Mario and Donkey Kong couldn't hardly stand each other throughout the film. The journey wasn't easy for them. It's not easy for us. But their mission to rescue Luigi and to save the Mushroom Kingdom from Bowser united them together to overcome their obstacles. In the final scene of this movie, the battle between Bowser's army and Mario's team bursts onto the streets of Brooklyn. Bowser's strength appears unstoppable. He pins Mario down inside an old restaurant, all seems lost. But then Mario sees an image that brings his mission back into clear focus. Take a look. In this scene, Mario is sitting defeated in the restaurant after getting hit by Bowser. Bowser is still fighting his friends outside and Mario seems to have nothing left to give until he sees on a broken screen the commercial he made with Luigi and is reminded of what he is fighting for. With a let's a go, Mario stands up to Bowser and with the help of Princess Peach, Luigi saves him from Bowser's fire and they both reach the star in time to fight. Amen. What image did Mario see? 
he saw an image of himself with his brother. And in that image, he sees his mission. Bring his brother home. Bring his brother home. As Luigi shields Mario from Bowser's fire, he speaks the best of the church. Nothing can hurt us so long as we're together. When I hear those words, I think of us. I think of the church. The church is us together, seeking to protect one another, walk with one another through life's difficulties and challenges. Nothing can hurt us so long as we're together. Together we practice, when we gather together as a church, we practice the withness of God as ones with and for each other. We are a with you kind of people that the church has fallen so short of God's vision for it. And so is our church. Every church does. Every church falls short of this vision. A church alive is a God-given gift to the world. A church is not bounded by economics or politics or social standing. We're held together by the saving grace of Jesus. That's what unites us together. The cross right there claims our identity. The reason why we have the cross every Sunday is to point our eyes to the one who claims us as our own, who claims identity over this gathering. As a pastor here, I've witnessed countless times cold hearts warm with love, anger melt into joy, and skeptics call this place home. What else could account for such a change other than the living presence of Christ's spirit alive in this place, alive when we gather in his name, where two or more gather in my name, Jesus says, I am right there with you. One theologian called the church the living body of the living Lord Jesus Christ in the world. And I couldn't agree with that statement more. If you think that church When you think about the word church, or when you think about this, if you think about this merely as a 70-minute gathering on a Sunday morning to check off a box, then you're missing the power. It's like you have the superstar in your hands, and you never use it. You never put it on. Instead, what if we thought of the church as a people filled with superstar Holy Spirit energy. Before Jesus went to the cross, just hours before Jesus went, he said to his disciples in John chapter 14, verse 12, he said, I tell you the truth. Anyone who believes in me will do the same works I have done. Anyone who believes in me will do the, if Jesus had put a period off on on that statement, when he said, and the same works I've done, that would have been enough. (laughs) Jesus, that would have been, but then Jesus continues to say, and even greater works because I am going to be with the Father. All power, all authority has been given to Jesus, and right now Jesus shares the throne with his Father, and his spirit lives in us for those who believe. And so when we gather together in his name, we can do so much more than we realize than apart from each other. There is so much more in you. There is more in you with Holy Spirit superstar energy. There's more in us together. We are the church on the edge together, living on evangelism, sharing God's story together, 
moving forward in discipleship, learning God's way, living together generously with our time, talents, and treasure, and seeking to live as empowered men and women on the move with Jesus. If you look at any one of those letters and what those modules mean in your own life, E-D-G-E, none of those realities can exist for you apart from someone else. How do you share the gospel without sharing it with someone else, without, without someone else coming alongside of you? How do you learn God's way without someone teaching you and then you teaching someone else? How to be generous without sharing your time, talents, and treasures with another human being, with someone else? We've all received it from someone. How do we share it without giving it away to someone? How do we live empowered without then extending that same empowerment to someone else? Living on the edge requires life together. So may I encourage us this week, as we reflect on Mario and reflect on all that we heard today, may I encourage you this week to commit to this time every week on your calendar. Commit to this time. Linger for a bit. After this worship experience ends, linger without anywhere to go. Just walk around. Do, the, do what feels so awkward at times. Introduce yourself to someone else. And it's okay to do that because we've all got that superstar energy in us, right? So we're just meeting other people with superstar, Holy Spirit, fire alive in us, right? Just linger around and introduce yourself to someone. Hey, I'm Ryan. Hey, great to meet you. Hey, how long have you been attending Christ's journey? Oh, wow. Tell, what did you think about the experience today? Get a cup of coffee and let your kids play a little bit. Enjoy being in the house of the Lord. I was glad when they said, let's go to the house of the Lord. Do you feel glad to be in the Lord's house? Enjoy being in the company of grace, in the company of redemption, in the company of other saved souls seeking to live in the way of Jesus. Enjoy the gift that God gave to us in what might possibly be second to his spirit alive in us, the greatest power up in the history of the world, which is us. Us, the community of faith, held together by the power of his spirit. Lord Jesus, we need you. Help us live this way. Help us take a risk and let our hearts become united with others in community. Help us take the risk of fellowship. Lord, bring our walls down. Let us engage one another. Lead us on, Jesus. And as we do, may you transform us into the kind of community that wants to bring more in so that they might experience life with you. Lord, you are our hope for the world, only you. And yet by your grace, <laughs> you've chosen us to be your instrument. And so, Lord, we pray that you would, you would invigorate us, that you would fire us up, that you would give us the strength, the courage, and the confidence necessary to help bring others into your grace. And, Lord, as we do so, we're going to fall so short of it, but we trust that you will be there every step of the way to extend your forgiveness and to encourage us to extend forgiveness to others. Lord, we love you, and we offer this prayer to you in your name. Now, with our heads still bowed, for those of you today who want to begin a relationship with Jesus, I want to invite you to pray this prayer with me. Lord Jesus, today, I'm turning from my way to your way. I want 
my life to live on adventure with you. I receive your forgiveness over my sins. May your Holy Spirit come alive in me today as you guide my way. Lord, when I fall short, no shame, I ask that you help me up so that I can continue on my way with you as I make this prayer in your name. If you prayed this prayer with me, with head still bowed, would you mind just raising your hand so that I can see you? Just say a prayer of blessing over you, amen, in the back. Praise God for you. Thank you. In the back to my right. Thank you to my left. Thank you, I see you. Amen. Amen. Lord, you see every uplifted hand. And Lord, we trust that upon their confession of faith, that your spirit is now alive in them, making them new, leading them onward on your adventure. And so Lord, together as one church, may you, may you give us the strength to surround one another, to help one another, and to bring others into your community of faith so that they may experience your grace too. Lord, we love you and we offer this prayer to you in your name. Amen.